while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. show i'm marcus chris uh, chris will be back probably friday and but i'll be here and i'll be taking your calls at 508-996-0500 is that's how you can get on the program with me if you'd like uh so uh max from new bedford's asking me if i Trust uh, people like Pelosi and Schumer to be champions of working men and women in this country. No questions asked. Uh, No, I mean, the short answer to that is no. So, um, you know, for me, like, yeah, like, look, I'm I'm a registered Democrat. Um, You know, I'm I'm a registered Democrat. I've seldom voted for Republicans, actually, just Charlie Baker, actually as the only Republican I voted for. Um, and I don't think people like Pelosi, like here's my thing on Pelosi. I think Pelosi was a very, in during the Obama years, the first two years of Obama, I think she was a very effective um, leader, uh, speaker in terms of getting the key legislation passed in that Obama needed to get passed. A lot of it, anyway. I think they could have done more. I think, actually, they missed a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Um, you know, Obama's chief of staff, Rahm Emanuel, said never let a good crisis go to waste. And I think in a lot of cases, I didn't let it go to waste, but there were some missed opportunities there, of course. Uh, but I think a lot of the reasons there was missed opportunities is because there's people even in the Democratic Party and Democratic leadership that are still beholden to, um, you know, uh, corporate interests or, you know, the interests of the financial industry. Uh, but, like, for Pelosi and Schumer in particular, I think Pelosi is, like, a really effective, like, boogeyman or boogeywoman, uh, let's say. I think Sh- Schumer is, too. And maybe no matter who they put there, that's going to be the case. Although I don't necessarily know if Harry Reid got as much flack um, as they did uh, no, like I don't think they're champions of the working people, obviously. Um, but for me, in terms of Democrats, I think because I, you know, if you've listened to the station for a while, or if you've listened to me for a while, you know that I'm I was firmly in the Bernie camp in 2016 and 2020, and that I think a lot of uh, I think one of the problems with, is with Democrats is that um, you know they have to condition their voters. Um, more or less, um, and because 
they're not always in step with what their voters want. I do think Pelosi and Schumer ushered some really important legislation through uh, both chambers of Congress. Uh, you know, the the bipartisan infrastructure bill, for one, um, the American Rescue Plan Act. I think there was uh, and the the Inflation Reduction Act. Those are all very, very big, comprehensive, record breaking pieces of legislation. And I think that was a good thing. But by and large, do I think they're champions, the working people? No, I, I think Nancy Pelosi actually makes it a case to mock uh, working people and working people's like aspirations and mock some of the stuff in the left flank of her party, like, uh, oh, the green dream or whatever you call it, you know, or when we talk about like universal health care, Medicare for all, it's like, who's going to pay for it? So I think in a lot of ways, no. Uh, in fact, she's openly mocked uh, a lot of the things that I um want to see happen so no i'm not a huge fan obviously um but for me with democrat I, like but do you think kevin mccarthy like conversely you know you can do you think kevin mccarthy is is going to be a champion for working people right or you know richard burr who was chair of the senate intelligence committee who was a republican who was caught insider trading Right. He was caught insider trading based on information he had on the pandemic while turning around and saying that the pandemic was fake. Right. People like that. Like, no, I I think in a lot of there's a lot of people in Congress that are not. um, You know, I think we're lucky to have a good congressman in Bill Keating, but I think there's a lot of people up there that aren't aren't necessarily there for the, uh, the right reasons. And. For me, voting Democrat in a lot of ways is uh, a way, especially on the national level, is, uh, I think, harm reduction from what I think is kind of the awfulness of the National Republican Party. So, and I think you saw that, uh, I think a lot of people felt the same way in um, in the midterms based on how the turnout was. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Good evening, my friend. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, hanging in there. Yeah, that gentleman that called about uh, the Florida and having DeSantis and, and uh, Trump on oh, yeah, the same ticket, I think they can do that. I, I I think what they try to do is balance the ticket, and it would still be a balanced ticket, you know, by practice, not by law. Uh, because, in a sense, uh, you know, Donald Trump is a New Yorker, you know, if you want to look at it that way, and DeSantis is more from Florida. So uh, I, I don't Well, really their resident states are in... Yeah, in Florida, but still, uh, yeah. Where, where, where's Trump make all his noise from? New York, you know. So yeah. you know that sort of thing there. So I, I, I think that's just a sign of balancing the ticket. If you have somebody from the north, you get somebody from the south. You have somebody from the east, you get somebody from the west uh, to try to draw uh, votes. Uh, the other thing I want to ask you is, uh, did the mayor come in tonight? Yeah, he was in at seven from okay. seven to eight. I missed him then. Yeah, I, I was listening to Tim's program this morning. And uh, I guess he made no bones about it that uh, he's staying right where he is. He doesn't. He's not pursuing any job or anything with the uh, new administration. So, I think that's that, his, yeah, that's sure. That's his official answer. Was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, it's his official answer. Well, well, mean, well, no, no, I'm not saying. I, right no, 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 no. I'm not saying I know anything. Um, but, <laughs> but, but that's you know. Yeah, no, that's that's. Come that's, on, Marcus. You and McCarthy know. Th- you guys that's know. The, that's the boilerplate answer, and I I brought it up to him earlier. Yeah, um, I didn't get to hear it. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. Um, I brought it up earlier, and. Uh, I made a, a just a, a quick comment about hey you're gonna run again mm-hmm. and uh, and and he he was um, he was noncommittal so yeah. which I wouldn't ex- you know it's 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 early I wouldn't expect him to necessarily be unless he was really committed mm-hmm. but, well let's put it this way here's what you can read into it 
is that um, is that the fact that he is non-committal now to not running again means he's at least thinking about it. Okay, I think. Okay. Or he's got something else going on. He doesn't want to tip his hat. Yeah. Well, he went all all all, all the way to England to try to bring uh, win. Uh, you know. Well, yeah. No, he believes in the work either so, way. Even so if he's not going to be here, he wants that, that to. That could indicate that he's planning on staying to bring wind power to the area. It could. I mean, I, I think he, in any event, he. You know, I, I think he does that because he believes in. I think he believes in the work. I, I think he likes the job and believes in it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I couldn't get a. I couldn't wrangle an answer yeah. um, out of him. Unfortunately. Well, the thing you know, I won't stop trying. The thing is, just like with uh, Paul Larue, I, I wonder, you know, what his his game is in a way. He moves from job to job to job, never promising never to stay too long in one place. Mm-hmm. Is he planning on moving like that so they can't, you know? stick anything to him if he stays in one job long enough <laughs> that's that- that, that's uh, honestly uh i think i i brought that up on when when mayor lang was here on friday uh i think i, I said that to him because we talked about like running like with uh with a record right yeah. having a record yeah. to run on yeah. and i said no no you don't need a record because if you have a record to run on that means there's you know good and bad stuff on that record yes. you just got to yes. keep moving yes. yeah. but um no here's the thing with with Hero. he was in the state house for for eight years mm-hmm. he was mayor for uh three terms and mm-hmm. he seems to I, I read a lot of now i'm like you know I'm reading the sun Con- chronicle all the time mm-hmm. um he's got me interested in Attleboro politics yeah. he seems to have been a very good uh mayor over there at least a very well-liked popular incumbent there mm-hmm. so it seems like he's doing a good job i don't think is i i think he was i do think he was you know he he was very candid about him looking for something else to run for yeah um and uh that opportunity presenting itself the sheriff's office so um i, I think he's interested in doing the work how you old know. is he uh 46 oh you know to me, by by not staying too long in a place, and I'm for rotation in office. You know that's yeah. why if the man moved on, I wouldn't be upset because I I think anybody that stays too long in a certain area, uh, it's it's not good for democracy. I agree with him. You know, so uh, if he wanted to move on, that would be. I fine. think he's been a good mayor. I, I just you know I'm, I'm not uh, telling him to do either either again, either the or. The problem I got is with your friend Mr. Dunn. When Mr. Dunn said it's the mayor's way or the highway, that's not democratic. You know, and uh, you know you get to work with everybody and. Uh, again, on uh, Brian Gomes's side of it was that a lot of people left not because of the pay, but because they went to him with policies. Yeah, but that's and that's he, well, BS. That's, that's BS. He went to him with policies, and uh, the mayor gave him a cold shoulder to it. You know, and that would yeah. blend in with uh, you Dunn's my way of the highway. You want to be I here, ca- you do it my way. Uh, you know, take yeah, yeah. I, I guess I just think um, I just think uh, like that. Like it's it's a, it's an actual fact that the that the city you know New Bedford city workers are, are underpaid. I mean, he, he, you know, there's real statistics there, and Hugh Dunn would actually say that himself because before Hugh Dunn was leaving, mm-hmm. he has in his ordinance committee a, that that um that pay uh, that oh, pay great. raise yeah, and he's supportive of it. So yeah. even if you know, I, I I just don't I don't buy it. I think that people are saying people that were saying all oh, the the you know. He's hurting their feelings. That's why they're leaving. I think those people are, are. Um, I think those people are just looking to take a swipe at the mayor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, again, it, it's just too bad that they can't get along because, again, uh, you know, if you're going to make the, the, you know, the city work, you've got to be able to talk to one another, and 
You have to be. It's just like a family. You know, if you have a family out outing, uh, uh, and you know you're not talking, uh, it's very difficult when one of the family passes away, and now you got to go and uh, meet with the people you haven't been talking to. You, and uh, well, you know, I think that the mayor. I asked the mayor about his, you know, his working relationship with you. And uh, we, you know, I asked Hugh about his working relationship with the mayor just because, you know, he's leaving and, just, you know, it's an honest assessment. And, and they both said they've worked together on a lot of stuff, particularly in Ward 3, mm-hmm. uh, getting that stuff going. So I think there's some people that probably have better relationships than others. And I, th- I think that's it's pretty common in politics. Uh, you know, I, now I wasn't a fan of, you know, a city council calling in the mayor and, you know, trying to call him out. I thought that well, was bad uh, for the again, city. Again, that situation, I, I watch the, uh, you know, the local, uh, you know, city council meetings because uh, so you don't have to. Yeah, right. Okay, and before all of this stuff, okay, and you, you guys can't anyway because you're in another, another town, okay? But again... Uh, you know, I, before this, I know Brian's always complained he tries to get in contact with the mayor, and the mayor doesn't return his calls. So yeah. now I imagine when the mayor calls him, now he's not going to return the mayor's calls. And that's kind of, you know, manby-pamby kid stuff in a, yeah. in a way, and it's too bad you can't rise above that. But I again, agree. I would like to see the mayor, and I, he would have a good chance, like I told you the other day, I thought of, you know, being an attorney general or even going work in uh, for Healy in some law capacity. At least we'd get somebody from down here who knows down here who can explain to people up there what goes on down here. Even Scott Lang had thrown that around for a while, that he was uh, anticipating some sort of statewide office in the past. I wish he would. You know, and that way maybe we get somebody up there that can vocalize what's going on down here and give an accurate, you know, detail. Uh, those are two of our best and brightest with that would, would be in a state position. And I think that would be good for the area. I agree. And uh, you're lucky to have Keating, who's showed some interest in this area uh, by talking to you guys and then coming down and everything and, and just sending me all those uh, mailers and everything and six mailers compared to LaRue's eight. Six you know? lot, yeah. Yeah, when I don't think he really had to do that, but it, it shows that he's interested in some way in southeastern Mass. Uh, I just think uh, anybody being too long in uh, you know the mayor's office or even for that matter, let's go city council too, if you will. I'm glad to see we got some young people in there. And I was hoping when the mayor threw out that thing about, well, why don't you at least discuss the, uh, uh, you know, the uh, the, the uh, drug uh, distribution place sure. again? I, I would wish that some of the younger counselors might have said, okay, we'll we'll discuss it again. And even if they didn't change their position, okay, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, that you know, where we've tabled it or whatever, at least it would have shown the people that are trying to bring this in here that uh, we're solid in the government that we don't want them in that particular area, maybe some other area. But because again of feeling, I think that you know you know what I think the mayor um, communicated uh, ahead of time to somebody in the city council that this was an issue, yeah, and then that person didn't do anything about it, um, and for what for one reason or another, um, and I think it could have been like was it a young person he communicated to, or, or was it, it could have been, yeah. yeah, it could have been. Yeah, see, this is where the young people have a chance of changing things. You know, the, the, the young people that are in there, you know, Ryan Ferrer there, is it a Ferrer? Yeah, and uh, a Burgo and Shane Burgo. Uh, and uh, it's another person I believe I, I missed, you know. Uh, you know, not not to be uh, antagonistic to their colleagues, but, hey, you know, let's let's talk and see what you know, what can come out of it. Or if nothing comes out of it, fine, but at least we talked. And sure. I think the mayor's whole idea was to try to show them an olive branch or leaf or whatever you want to call it, and to show this company that's trying to come in here that we're united and not wanting them on Union Street. Yeah. I think most people, and, and then they, they just... <laughs> no, I agree. It was a missed opportunity on their yeah, part, for yeah, sure. Yeah, no, no question, no question. 
Well, uh, all right, my friend. I hope Mr. McCarthy's okay. I know this is the day he usually comes in. Yeah, he'll be fine. Um, he'll probably be back on Friday. Okay, all right, okay. Well, I, I, unless you've got anything else, my friend, uh, I, I think I've completely exhausted my mind as to what I want to talk to you about. All right, well, I'll let you go then because we've got some other calls on the line. Very good, very good. I want other people to call in. <laughs> See <laughs> you later. Take care. See ya. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hey, I'm the caller. And, uh, I called Brian this morning about the Florida thing with Trump and DeSantis. Yeah. And he got a hold of uh, Cormier, and he settled the, uh, you know, the argument. It was as Donald Trump cannot pick uh, DeSantis as running mate because they both live in the same state. You would have to go back to New York, and that was the story of that. Was he, but was it a legal thing, or is it like, oh, you no, just can't do it? It's on the books. It's yeah, in the books. All right, I'll have to look that up because I, I, I don't. I it's, it'd be the first I've heard of it, but I would think maybe it's like, oh, you can't pick two guys from the same state because that's you know not a smart electoral strategy. That's what I was thinking. Uh, yeah. I, well, the reason being, I don't know what it is, but uh, but he, if you want to pick uh, Ron DeSantis as a vice president, no can do. You have to go to New York, mm. and that's when Taylor Cormier. So you know you won't want to check with him. My yeah, my guess is he probably wouldn't want to anyway because uh, no, doesn't right. look like they're getting along very well. I know. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's my call, and uh, I love your show. All you right, have a good night, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I, again, I'll have to look that up. I don't know if there's any rule in the books against it. If there's any constitutional. Um, prohibition or a prohibition that was codified into law for one reason or another. You know, what I'm thinking is it might make sense because like just it might make sense because maybe they're thinking we don't want one state to be, you know, unduly influencing and, uh, you know, or have an undo uh, one state to be unduly influencing the White House, right? Like maybe like, oh, we can't have two people from Massachusetts, right? Because that would unduly influence. Massachusetts would have a lot of undue influence over the White House. Maybe that, so maybe like just as a matter of, this is just coming off the top of my head again. I'm going to have to look that up and see if that's that's a real thing. Um, you know, I think as a strategy, typically you want your... Typically, you want your VP pick to balance out the ticket. So when you look at someone like Trump, who was, you know, when he picked Pence, you look at Trump, a brash, you know, inexperienced politically or intellectual, a brash, uh, you know, New York business guy, right, who doesn't have any experience or sophistication in politics whatsoever. You pick Mike Pence, who's, you know. Midwestern governor of uh, Indiana who was, you know, who did the regular, you know, Mike, actually, you know, it's funny, Mike Pence got to start and talk radio, but he did. Um, and he ran for office, I think, more than once before he eventually got elected to Congress. But Mike Pence kind of had that tract, right? That traditional same tract as Ron DeSantis, basically. You know, he was a lawyer. He worked for, I don't know if he worked for the Justice. No, he didn't work for the Justice Department. DeSantis worked for the Justice Department. But, you know, he's a lawyer. He's a member of Congress. And then he got elected to, um, he got, uh, you know, he got uh, uh, elected to, to the government and, I mean, to, to governor and, and ran the state and all of that. So typically you look at Obama, um, frankly, they just needed an old white guy because <laughs> he was the first black uh, president. So or the first black major party candidate. 
um, that got nominated. So they need someone to balance off the ticket. There's someone with more, you know, experienced. Some with you know, Joe Biden had a lot of experience, obviously, been in the Senate for whatever forty years at the time, uh, close to forty years at the time. So obviously, they need someone like that, uh, and they need an old white guy. So it wouldn't scare a lot of people. I mean, that's just what it is. Um, so makes sense. It's why Hillary's, you know, that's why Hillary's VP pick was so confusing. I remember, uh, you know, one of the arguments I think when when Gore picked, when uh, Clinton picked Gore was like, why are you picking two Southern Democrats? So I guess it's not always necessarily the thing you need to do, but because Bill Clinton was, uh, you know, the governor of Arkansas and he picked uh Gore, uh, Al Gore, who was the senator from uh, Tennessee. And, you know, the I think the argument back then was, why are you picking two Southern Democrats? Shouldn't you pick someone that's going to balance up the ticket? Then again, Gore picked Joe Lieberman, one of the probably worst picks, one of the worst VP picks in maybe modern American history. The worst one being Tim Kaine for Hillary Clinton. That was probably the worst VP pick maybe ever, but definitely the last like 50 or so years. All of them make somewhat sense except for Hillary Clinton's. Actually, there's like no reason for it. <laughs> like no reason for it at all. Tim Kaine was a terrible pick. He's not like particularly personable. He wasn't from a state that they needed to win. He didn't represent a demographic that they needed to win, that they that they needed to shore up and ha- show out. Um, you know, he he was very conservative. He had pro life. It was just a comprehensively terrible pick. Um, you know, one of the many mistakes that she made. But yeah, so typically you don't want your VP pick to be from the same state. Uh, as because you're you're trying to balance you're trying to balance a ticket, right? You're trying to balance a ticket. You're trying to it's like oh all the things that you know candidate A lacks, candidate B makes up for, and they're a nice contrast, right? That's what you know. That's what you present. It's not necessarily, you know, not necessarily in, in practice. The the president can then just you know put the VP on the shelf. See also Kamala Harris. But uh, whether or not that's a rule, I would think that would make the most sense to me is that if that's a rule, it's because they don't want two people from the same state uh, running on the ticket because it would unduly influence these two states would unduly, uh, you know, this one state would have undue influence over the White House, you know, for a long time, the the VP was the runner-up in the presidential election. So I wonder if it's some sort of vestige of that, right? But if they really wanted to do it, Trump could just, I guess, switch his home state. But the, the thing of it, switch his home state back to New York because he switched it to Florida for the, uh, for the 2020. It was New York when he ran, and then he switched it to Florida for the 2020 election. And, you know... The thing, the thing of it is, I'm interested in the question, but they're not going to be picking each other for VP. One, Trump wouldn't be a VP pick. He just wouldn't take it. Uh, second is, because he's already the president. Second is uh, DeSantis probably. It, it seems like this is going to get pretty acrimonious pretty quickly. 
and Trump uh, does not strike me as a forgive and forget guy. So I still think Trump's going to win that nomination uh, until further notice, until something develops. Um, I reserve my right to withdraw that opinion, obviously, but I, I'm like bullish on the fact that he'll win this pri- he'll win the, a primary against DeSantis, barring something that like really catastrophic comes out on on Trump. It just seems difficult to imagine. I just don't think DeSantis has it. And I don't think I think DeSantis has to run, too. I don't think he has an option. Like, you know, like I said, you have to you have to run. Well, you have to strike while the iron's hot. Otherwise, you know, your name recognition, your name ID, you know, it'll fizzle out. You'll fizzle out. You'll do something stupid or have some blemish on your record that people hold against you. You think Chris Christie was Bridgegate. Right. And um and you know you'll lose your shine. So I think he's got to take. He's he's got the momentum. He's got to carry that into a into a presidential primary. But ultimately, I think he loses that primary. All right, I'm going to take a break. Take, still taking your calls and your app chat messages. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Thank you. Anywhere. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can get on the program. We're just talking a little bit about some 2024 stuff we were talking about some local stuff with uh, mayor mitchell by the way um i got some app chat messages that 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 uh i'll, I'll read in a, in a minute you can keep sending me app chat messages until 10 p.m and actually even afterwards maybe i'll check them out the next day uh i'll be here tomorrow as well and friday the rest of the week uh so aren't you lucky so um uh or was i by the way uh, the caller said um missed the mayor mitchell interview and uh so here's the thing if you miss the interview or any interview or any hour of our show and you'd like to hear it you can go to wbsm.com there's a few ways to do it and i'll just just give me a second to plug our digital stuff because it's uh because it's what we do here so um you go to wbsm.com you go to listen you go to on demand Click South Coast Tonight. You'll see it there. Actually, my old show's still there, too. Uh, South Coast Tonight. And then on that page, you'll have every hour of our show that's ever been recorded, all the way back to our July 11th premiere date. And you can find the Mayor Mitchell one. Guess what? It's already uploaded. Isn't that something? It's already uploaded. Um, So you can can listen to that interview with Mayor Mitchell uh, if you'd like to on WBSM.com. Again, go to WBSM.com. You go to listen on demand, South Coast tonight, and then bam, you'll see it. You'll scroll down, you'll see it, and you'll see the interview with Mary Mitchell. I try to upload these podcasts uh, basically as soon as the hour airs. I try to send them out um, just so I can get, you know, we can get as much exposure uh, as possible. The other way you can do it is if you have the WBSM app, it's kind of, this is actually my favorite way of doing it. You, if you have the WBSM app, if you don't, I recommend downloading it um, because you get app notifications for breaking news. You get stories sent directly to your phone. You might get you'll get a notification uh, if uh, once these uh, episodes come out. If you want to, you can opt, uh, you can opt out of the notifications as well. Um, it's also the easiest way to listen. You can press a little button on the side of the uh, on the top right corner of the app uh, to listen live, and there's a 
little phone button you can press just to call the um, station if you want to call in. You don't have to remember the number, but if you do want to remember the number, it's 508-996-0500, still taking calls uh, for the rest of the hour. And you can also app chat message, and I'll get to the app chat message in a minute. Just, again, i got to get through this plug here. So you can also uh, message. So if you go to the WBSM app, this is the other way. The first way is the website that I explained before. The second way... You know, you go to WBSM.com, go to On Demand, uh, go to Listen, On Demand, South Coast Night. All the hours are there, including the one I just had with Mayor Mitchell. And you can listen. The other way is to get the app on the bottom right, uh, uh, right under the, the headlining stories. There is the podcast button, podcast button, right? So you can click the podcast button to play. Uh, you know, it's a little play button, and then you'll see all the shows. You'll see Barry's show, Justice's show, my old show, Phil's show. Why did my show update two hours ago? That's interesting. Two days ago. You'll see Phil's show, Tim's show, Jim's. On you, you can get our news updates. But you click the podcast button. You can click on South Coast tonight. And there is, again, every hour we've ever done, including the most recent hour with Mayor Mitchell, the uh, the interview with Mayor Mitchell, it's there. So uh, you can click on that. It'll play the play the uh, podcast. The other way is you can go basically anywhere where podcasts are offered. So Amazon Music, right? Amazon or Amazon Podcasts, it's there. It's on Apple Podcasts, which is, a, I, I think, you know, a lot of you have iPhones. And uh, Apple Podcasts, you can find it. You can Google South Coast Tonight or WBSM. Uh, look it up, um, and it'll be there. Uh, Spotify is another one. So basically anywhere where podcasts are offered, you can find South Coast Tonight, and you can access it that way. So three ways. One, just go to WBSM.com, go to Listen On Demand, South Coast Tonight. Two, download the app. The podcast button's right there. Plus podcasts, you can find South Coast Tonight, and bam, it's there. Three is anywhere, any podcasting platform you use, you look up WBSM, you look up South Coast Tonight, you can, you're going to find our podcast. So those are the three ways you can listen to the podcast. If you maybe missed the interview with Mayor Mitchell or missed another interview that we had, you know, we've had a couple of DAs on recently. Uh, we've had a few other great guests and we'll continue to have some great guests. And uh, if you're not able to listen to it live, that's the best way you can access the content afterwards. So <sighs> plug successful. Um, and you can app chat message if you have the, if you have the app, I think the app's the best experience. So, um, the the app uh, the app chat message says uh, this is Big Daddy in Fairhaven. He says that uh, the short answer is VP and uh, President running together. What he says is the short answer is yes, they are allowed, but it's frowned, up, frowned upon due to geographical diversity. So that was kind of what I said earlier, right? Like you know, you you don't want necessarily one state to unduly influence the white not that you know that's what that's what people would say that would be the argument against it that would be the reasoning for making it uh you know constitutionally barred again i'll i'll you know do some due diligence but that that seems to that that stands out as making a lot of sense to me uh as well so we'll 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 figure that out um we'll figure that out though i appreciate the uh big daddy for the uh explanation i i think that again i think that makes sense to me um that it is allowed that it's not constitutionally barred or barred as a matter of law, but people don't like to do it because of, you know, again, 
wanting to have geographic diversity. That makes sense to me. But 508-996-0500 is how you can get the program. I'm going to take another break. 1420 WBSM is now also on 99.5 FM. Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. Hey, welcome back. I'm Marcus, uh, 508-996-0500. Just another reminder to, um, to go to, uh, WBSM and or Fun 107, whichever. Um, but we're on WBSM. So go to WBSM.com. Find the What Knows Wednesday, which is one of Maddie's, uh, Maddie Levine's uh, weekly columns on animals that need to be adopted. There's a cat. His name is Spanky. He's at the Favon Animal Shelter. I met him today. He's wonderful. He's very timid. He's scared, but he's very sweet and he needs a home. It's an incredibly, for me, incredibly sad story. Uh, um, uh, you know, essentially he was getting picked on because he was too nice. He was too sweet um, by uh, some of his siblings. And so they decided to give him up. He's very confused and scared, doesn't know why he's at a, a shelter and needs a new home. Uh, I met him today. Very timid and sweet. Very nice. Uh, and his name's Spanky. Go check him out. You can check him out. On WBSM.com, you can also uh, check them out at the Favorite Animal Shelter. Uh, you know, talk to Terry. I, I went there today to meet him. Uh, so, needs a home. If you can give him the attention. Can I, I have a cat. If you haven't had a cat, I, I uh, cats are great. You know, I have a cat. I love it. Uh, actually, it's about a year ago, this time, I got my cat, Athena, a, a bangle. Uh, and, uh, it's been a wonderful experience so far. So, um, I would suggest for, for anybody that is looking for a four legged companion to go adopt Spanky, please adopt Spanky. So yeah, that's it. All right. I did take another break. Marcus, we're just closing out here. I do appreciate uh, Mayor Mitchell for coming on, uh, always giving us that extra hour uh, here and there on uh, on Wednesdays. Appreciate him making us available to both our daytime and nighttime audiences here on South Coast Night and for extending the conversation uh, beyond uh, his weekly segment uh, uh, for Tim when we uh, when we ask him to. I think it's really nice uh, of him to do that. And I, again, I appreciate how much he likes he appreciates the local media. So. Um, Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. If you want to add some commentary uh, at the end, we had some app chat messages today that I, I did answer uh, and uh, can send some more if you'd like. Um, so go uh, adopt Spanky the cat, please, um, because uh, that's a really sad. I just. That story again, just as a cat owner um, and a human being, I guess, uh, really struck me as a really sad story. Uh, and I think Spanky deserves a home, and you can give him one. So, 
and call them the numbers on the in the column so you can go check it out it's right on our front page it's on the app it's on the website you can check it out um the number for the animal shelters there you can give them a call uh, again I, I met the I, I met spanky the cat today uh, I was with Terry Terry who's a friend of the show was on the show not too long ago and we'll definitely come back on it was a really interesting segment but um Terry uh, Terry Cripps the animal uh, officer of, of Fairhaven um but please just go adopt the the cat adopt spanky that would make me happy if you do please let me know call in or send me a Snapchat message or whatever, let me know. Um, I'm going back to see him this week. But if you adopt him, that's fine too. He just needs a home. So I'll leave you with that. I'll be back tomorrow, and I'll be back Friday. And I think Chris will be back Friday as well. So talk to you then.